Hey guys, welcome back to Houndwave. Today I'm alongside Taylor West and our special guest, Mr. Bobon himself, John Cavanaugh. Hey fellas, I appreciate you guys having me. Of course, of course. Um, Taylor, would you like to give your recap for this game? Yeah, Nate, Ravens improved their win streak to nine games with a 24-17 win over the Buffalo Bills. Lamar Jackson improving his MVP candidacy with three touchdowns, one to Willie Sneed. A great touchdown, to say the least. One to Hayden Hurst, which was a 61-yard touchdown, the longest of the year for Lamar. What a game overall. Ravens beat the 9-3 and Buffalo Bills, now 9-4, and who are 4-3 and at home. Nate, great game all around. What was the key for the Ravens to win this game? You know, I think the key was Lamar proving that he can do it with his arm. He only rushed for, I mean, it was small numbers compared to what he usually does. And I think the defense as well. Like, Lamar has... Our standards for him are so high that, like, this game was not great. But, like, for some quarterbacks, you consider it a good game. Three touchdowns, one interception. But for Lamar's standards, it's not that good. And the defense really proved that they can win a game for us. Yeah, Bills had a great game plan going in to stop Lamar. They did a really good job. Even though he did throw for three touchdowns, they got a pick off of him on an unfortunate play by Willie Sneed. Um, but, yeah, I think this was one of those games where the defense really showed its prowess. And this team is not just Lamar. Marcus Peters ending the game with an excellent pass defend over John Brown. What a great game from defense. Yeah, I think it was really important to note that like the Ravens got, I think, six sacks that game. They were all over Josh Allen. Josh Allen practically had no time. He was getting hit over and over again, whether it was a sack or just getting hit right as the ball was thrown. And also, I think out of their first 11 possessions, seven of them were punts, which is really good. Yeah. John? Uh, you know, I just want to talk about like the Ravens, the Ravens tight ends real quick. Yes. I think besides... Um, you know, getting Nick Boyle and Hayden Hurst into like into the lineup, I think that's really like that's a good call by John Harbaugh. Like getting both of them have touchdowns in the game, I think to continue to the playoffs and then the Super Bowl, if we make it, I think those two are gonna be big, big people in the in what we need to win. Yeah, no, I think it was really good to see like kind of like the next man up mentality. When Mark Andrews went down, Hayden Hurst came up big, had a sixty one yard touchdown. That's really good for the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, these tight ends have been really at the core of our offense. The Ravens tight ends have more receptions than any other tight end group in the league. But, you know, that will come with a cost, of course, with the wide receiver core not not really producing as much with, on, with only having seven receptions the other day for, I think it was 19 yards, yeah. which is, you know, not, not great to see. But this offense doesn't really run through the wide receivers as a lot of offenses do. It's really a tight end driven offense. It's great excellent blocking tight ends and they can also catch the ball too now onto the defensive side marcus peters and marlon humphrey marcus peters kind of having a redemption game i'd say i mean yeah i'd, I'd agree i think that <clears throat> overall our secondary has been a lot better in the past few games than previously i mean to start against the browns our secondary was horrendous i mean we we have some guys back jimmy smith is finally back we got Marcus Peters from the trade. I think we are looking much better than we originally were. Yeah, and uh, since um, we got Marcus Peters, our defense has actually been the top in terms of points allowed. We've allowed almost only 13 points per game since we got Marcus Peters, which is really, really good. And it's great to see the secondary stepping up. Earl Thomas had a really good game. I mean, the defense as a whole, Judon had a strip sack just like last week. It was basically the exact same play. Earl came Thomas the edge. with the first sack ever in his MVP career. First sack ever. That's incredible. Earl Thomas to get and it was a strip sack too even though the Bills ended up recovering it yeah um yeah moving on to next week's game it's a Thursday night game against the New York Jets should be a pretty easy one for the Ravens I mean they've been seeming to blow out teams in, that are obviously inferior to them all year so Nate how how did the Ravens kind of 
lose that they, they've kind of lost that trap game mental, mentality that we had with Joe Flacco. How are we going to get off to a good start in this game? You know, the, the run of the Ravens' best qualities this season has been early starts, getting points for and just not allowing very many points at all in the first quarter. And I think they continue that this game. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think Mark Ingram's going to have a huge play. Gus Edwards will have a huge play because Lamar, as much as you hate when I say it, he does have an injury designation. His calf is hurt. I don't know what you want me to say about it. it. It's, it's yeah, it, it's his quad, and it is. Let's. As Ted would like to say, we're kind of screaming well, a little I, bit. Okay, I don't think we're screaming. I think if we can keep the ball in the hands of the running backs instead of him, we're going to do that, especially against a team that we know we can beat pretty easily. I think it's a really quick turnaround from Sunday to Thursday, and I just see that we're going to try to force it to the running backs a lot more. Yeah, it's kind of an, an untimely injury if it is a anything big at all because Lamar could be coming upon a two-week bye here. If the Ravens win their next two games, they will have clinched the number one overall seed. And therefore, he probably won't play in week 17, and we will probably see an RG3 Duck Hodges matchup that every NFL fan was waiting to see at the end of the season. Um, but I, it is a little bit untimely. L- look to see a little less Lamar running the ball, but I could see him passing the ball a lot against this poor Jets defense. Yeah, and it's kind of unfortunate because Lamar was so close to breaking the all-time record for the QB rushing yards, and he didn't get it last game. And I'm not certain he'll get it this game either, even though he only needs a little bit of yards. Like, I don't think he's going to be running it very much. Yeah, but he he only needs 60. I think that's what the number is. So I, I'd, I'd say his odds are pretty good in this game to get it. Um, if not, he'll definitely get it against the Browns. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I don't think John Harbaugh is going to actually take him out. I think you're, you said a two-week buy. I don't think he's going to get a two-week buy. I think they want to keep Lamar fresh rather really? than okay. like out for two weeks and then going into the playoffs. Like I think they want to keep Lamar fresh even though – I mean, they'll definitely put RG3 in, but like, I think they're going to keep Lamar in more than you think. You mentioned John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, coach of the year candidate. What do we think? You know, I think it's between him and Mike Tomlin. I think the way that John Harbaugh has been able to like adapt our whole system around Lamar Jackson, but we have to take into account that it was not just him. It was Greg Roman. It was everyone else, QB coach. And I feel like it's either him or Mike Tomlin at this point. Both of them are doing extraordinary jobs as head coach. I know if uh, Charlie Pope here, one of our leading analysts on Houndwave, he despises John Harbaugh for some odd reason. I don't understand why. Um, he's been a great coach. He kind of turned around our franchise after 2007. Um, but yeah, I think that he's up there, especially with Mike Tomlin, who's done a great job with the Steelers this week. I think I made a, um, a thoughtless comment earlier that Mike Tomlin could be on the hot seat. Um, even though he has brought his team to an eight and five record with their third string quarterback. I gotta be honest as like a diehard Ravens fan. I hate Mike Tomlin, I hate him, but this year he's really turned around that Steelers team. No Antonio Brown, no Le'Veon without James Conner, without Juju. Like he has really turned this team around. It's and incredible what the defense is doing there. I mean, like I know you guys remember when he stepped out on the field yep. and got in the way of Thanksgiving. Jones, of and, I mean, that was terrible. And I was screaming at the TV, but, um, <laughs> You know, I'm I'm actually impressed with how he's turned around this team this year. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the moving to the AFC playoff picture now, Steelers are in at that sixth spot. And yeah, honestly, I'm not looking to play them. I do not want to play them. That is a team that I do not want to play. That is the team in this nine-game winning streak that gave us their their all, and they gave us the, to, it to they sent it to overtime. And probably should have won that game without a bad call, roughing the passer call. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was the closest game we've had overall, although we've had pretty close games the last two weeks. Nothing compares to a game in overtime. Steelers definitely gave us a run for our money. 
And Tomlin, you know the Ravens Steelers rival rivalry. Rivalry. It's always close. Jeez. And yeah. it's not a good team to play in the playoffs. So I want to go back to the Jets game real quick. I yep. think defensively, we have to contain Le'Veon, even though he's not had his his solid season this year and just like contain the running game. Because to be honest, I don't think the Jets have been doing that well passing. I mean, they have a couple guys, but like Sam Darnold's just seeing ghosts. Oh, yeah, he is. He is. He's, yeah. I mean, he's going to get destroyed. I think, I think the Ravens defensive line is just going to run him over. You know, wow. one thing we have to be careful of though, is um, Le'Veon Bell can go out and catch the ball like a receiver. Yep. And this past game, if Josh Allen doesn't overthrow Devin Singletary, Patrick Owasso was completely beat down the sideline oh, on a wow. on a route. Wow, that was and if Josh Allen throws an accurate pass, they're gone for a touchdown. So I don't know who is going to be trying to mark Le'Veon Bell when he goes out for to run routes, but we definitely got to be careful. Of that. When Le'Veon was on the Steelers, I think he was by far the best player in the NFL. He would just he would get ten receptions a game and still rush for 150 yards. I still remember running on a treadmill at the YMCA. This is my first fantasy playoffs. <coughs> Excuse me. And Le'Veon drops 50 on my fantasy team, so I lose. I do not have a good history with Le'Veon. And I drafted him number one overall last year in fantasy. And he didn't play the entire season. So I hope the Ravens completely shut him down. He has given me a lot of heartache in the past. I do not want to see him hit 20 yards rushing. All right, so a couple things. I mean, let's talk about if we're going back to the rivalry between Steelers and the Ravens. And, you know, we've seen Le'Veon countless times before. So do you think that we're going to be able to – I think we'll be fine against him. I don't think the Jets know how to use him correctly. I think that's why he's not having as a successful season as he did with Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. So I think the Ravens are going to have an easier time with Le'Veon, but I still think we need to be on high alert to contain him. I mean, I agree with that. We, we've seen him. We have experience playing with playing against him. But I also need, think you have to acknowledge the fact that he probably has something out for the Ravens as well. Mm-hmm. The Ravens have beat the Steelers in critical games. The Steelers have been the, beating the Ravens in critical games. So Le'Veon Bell is kind of like that Raheem Mostert type of thing where he's going to want to really beat the Ravens just because of like past experiences with them or on their team or playing against them in general. So I think we do have an advantage in that we've played against him countless times, but he also is going to have it out for the Ravens. John, as of right now, who do you least want to face in the playoffs for the Ravens? Oh, I got to say the Kansas City Chiefs. I um, completely agree. I am fine. I think the Patriots' offense is terrible. They I think they have nothing. In shambles the last They are in weeks. shambles. I mean, Owen Holmgren, I'm sorry. Tom Brady is just not having a great year right now, and I'm really happy for you. And to all those Patriots fans, I mean, suck it. Yeah. I could not have said it better. That is exactly right. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are the only team that Lamar has yet to prove that he can beat. He played them twice, and he's 0-2 against them. I think Mahomes is still insanely good quarterback. Still, if you're talking about just pure throwing ability, he's still the best in the entire league, in my opinion. And I would not want to face him in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes is absolutely dirty with the ball. He is insane. He cannot... He. He cannot be stopped when he's on fire. He like he has a superstar X factor on in Madden all the time. So I don't know what to do with him. That so, is definitely the one. That is definitely the one team that I'm really scared to face right now. Yeah, definitely. So John Cav, do you have any predictions for this week? Score the score, score predictions and a uh, hot take. Raven, Jets. Ravens Jets. Yes. All right. So I'm. I think I'm gonna say Ravens. I don't think the Jets are gonna score a lot. I'm gonna say they're gonna get a field goal, maybe two. I'm gonna go. <laughs> 
48-6. Wow. wow. I was actually going to say something pretty similar. I'm going to go 41 to 9. That's very, very, very close to mine. Mine is going to be 52 to 9. We dropped 50 on them. We dropped 52 points on them. Seven touchdowns and one field goal. The field goal will be like a chip shot at the end. I really hope we don't lose because this would could be on freezing cold takes yeah, Instagram that would, page. That would be really Just the entire awkward. podcast just roasting on the Jets. And you know, we have actually one more special guest. J.J. Brumman has entered the studio. J.J. Brumman, do you have a score prediction for this Thursday against the Jets? Ravens-Jets. 48-3 Ravens. So they're all pretty similar. You know, we're all in that 40 to single-digit <laughs> range. Um, you know, we don't think it's going to be close. Uh, John, what is your burning hot take for what's going to happen this week? Um, okay, so honestly, I think that the Jets are going to be a little better than we expect, but I think the Ravens defense is too good. It's not really a hot take. Like, there's nothing to say about the Jets. Like, they're just, they're the New York Jets. Okay, thank you very much, John (laughs) Kavanaugh. My burning hot take of the week is that Gus Edwards is going to have over 150 yards and a touchdown. That is screaming hot. Oh, yes, it is. That is really hot. Um, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say that the Ravens' wide receivers have less than five receptions as a whole. I'm not loving our wide receiver core right now. We're not doing very well. And I think this is a lot less screaming than Gus Edwards. You're getting. on fire. That is a sun hot take. <laughs> like, that is so hot. Are you kidding me? You think the Jets' secondary is going to hold our Ravens' wide yes, receivers? with Jamal Adams, the no. best safety in the I league? I don't care. No. Jamal yes. Adams comes up and, like, blitzes. I think the Ravens are definitely going to get the wide receivers involved again because we didn't last week, and we we're going to have to bounce back. Lamar, uh, Hollywood Brown is going to have over 80 yards receiving. Wow. Okay, yeah. wait, just to <sighs> Nate. So you're saying your hot take is Gus Edwards is going to have 150 yards yes. and a touchdown. Question. So, so <laughs> how do you think Mark Ingram is going to do in this game? Do you think he's going to have something similar? Mark Ingram will have seven yards. Okay, and then Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson's not going to – he's going to rush like a couple times, probably get eight or nine per rush, 18 yards rushing. Wow. That is – oh, wow, that is screaming. Okay. I mean, that, that, would, that would just require so much like – so I, I just don't see that here's happening. Here's what is going to happen. For the past couple of games, I don't know if you've noticed, but like Lamar makes one huge play every game. Of course. And I think Lamar is going to have You know what? Here's my hot take. Right, here's my hot John. Let's hear John. Lamar is going to crush someone's ankles and he's going to get a 75-yard touchdown. I, I actually think that's not even that hot. I think it could happen easily. Lamar Well, if it's not that hot, the then why is Lamar getting 18 rushing yards? Okay, today. okay. You know what? <laughs> It's not that hot because Lamar at any time has the possibility to do that. Unlike many players, there's so many players in this league who don't have the ability to do that at any time. But Lamar, I mean, he's a running back. He's a running back and a quarterback combined. He's the most dynamic runner in the NFL right now, in my opinion. Okay, yeah, I mean, I I, I do agree. He's a he's a very he's like a, that hybrid. Do you think there's any chance that anybody catches him for MVP? I I do not. After that performance from Russell Wilson Sunday night, it was it was very stagnant it was just not he didn't look like he was into the game he didn't look like he could get anything done against the Rams defense that we destroyed weeks prior and I think there's no other QB that has a track record of beating Tom Brady Russell Wilson Jared Goff um Deshaun Watson and countless other quarterbacks who are all doing very well I just think there's no chance that anyone catches him all right so question for you guys do you think that if Pat Mahomes was never injured throughout the whole season he would be a high runner in the MVP run. 
Yes, of course. I think he'd be at like 5,000 yards right now. I think he'd be very up there with Lamar, but I still think Lamar would win it just because the league has never seen anything like Lamar. We can compare Michael Vick to him, but Vick didn't have this arm. Vick didn't have the accuracy. Vick did not have what Lamar has. I actually, I think Mike Vick did have the arm. He did not have Lamar's he, yeah, athleticism. Lamar's athleticism is you can't no quarterback is no quarterback has ever had this kind of athleticism, this kind of speed before. I think, I mean, it's awesome that the Ravens have him. I don't think you can care, compare Mike Vick's athleticism to Lamar's. It's just you can't. Yeah, going back to John's question, I think there's no doubt you can't rule out Patrick Mahomes in the MVP question if he hadn't gotten hurt. He has three interceptions, I think, this entire season. He had two going in and then one this week. He's been amazing. His stats are so good. He's just not in the conversation because he missed several games and he lost a bad one to the Titans. So I don't know if you guys watched the game last night. Monday Night Football, Eagles Giants. Oh wow! What a what a we, terrible game. What a trash can game. But did you see? What are your thoughts on Eli Manning? Throwing two touchdowns. To Darius Slayton? Oh, wow. I mean, it was great to see him come back and be successful. I personally like Eli Manning, but I also like Danny Dimes and Daniel Jones. I mean, um, I love Daniel Jones as a was, Duke guy. It, as a Duke guy, I mean, course. I got to show love to Daniel Jones. But to be honest, seeing Eli Manning throw two only two touchdowns, I mean, I'm happy for him. He's an old guy, but, you know, I'm, I got to be proud of my guy, Eli. The NFC East is... What is a word that I cannot say on the show? It is an absolute. It is just horrible. I mean, I think the av- the win percentage on it is less than one. They they win less than one third of their games, and they are playing each other for almost half of their games. It is ridiculous how bad it is. The Cowboys are winning that division at six and seven. The Eagles are also six and seven, and then you got the Redskins and Giants, the two worst teams in the league, in my opinion, at a pair of two and of like two and eleven and three and ten. It's horrible. Yeah, guys, getting back to our original point. Sorry we got a little off topic. That's what happens when you got Mr. Boban over here. But, you know, the Ravens look forward to just destroying the Jets on Thursday. I think we all think they're going to destroy them. I'll be happy to be at that game on Thursday. And thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in for our week um, 14. 14? Uh, no, no, week 15. Week 15 picks week later 15 this week. Week 15 picks, yep. All right, see you guys later.